there. How are you going? My name is Ellie Angel Mobs and welcome to episode two of Living With Endo, the A to Z of endometriosis. Hope you're staying safe, staying well, you're feeling happy and good. Now, the Living With Endo podcast is just one of the free resources provided by the incredible team at Endometriosis Australia. They endeavoured to promote education and increased recognition of this debilitating disease while funding new research into the causes, treatments and ultimately prevention of endometriosis. Together, we can transform the lives of the one in nine endo warriors around Australia. So here's what you can do. Simply make a donation and you can help those affected by this insidious disease. Get to endometriosisaustralia.org today. Together, we can end endo. Amongst the team is an incredible and inspirational group of ambassadors, including my next guest. Her name is Sophie Dillman. If you watch Home and Away on Channel 7, you know her as Ziggy Estoni. She's an amazing actress, but she's also a really strong advocate and opening up about her endometriosis journey. We caught up during isolation of coronavirus. Here is my chat with the gorgeous Sophie Dillman. Hello, how are you? Very well. How are you keeping sane in isolation? Um, look, for the most part, I've actually had a ball. I'm up in Brisbane with my family. And as we're currently recording this, I am lying on my bed that I used to live in, where I used to live in high school with my dad's puppy. I've just done the kangaroo point stairs, which all Brisbane people know as one of the like health and fitness hotspots. Yeah. And I'm just living a life. <laughs> Sounds like an awesome time. Have you found that you're spending a lot of time in your pajamas? Oh yeah. I don't think I've put on like structured pants since this whole thing started. <laughs> What's the point in wearing jeans? Exactly. I'm all about wearing the active wear and pyjamas oh, every yeah. single day to work, living the best life. Stretch everything. So we know you as Ziggy on Home and Away. Um, yes. How long have you been on the show for now? Um, over three years. I've been, um, or I've been on air three years and I've been working three and a bit years now. But you actually have quite an interesting background because you're a registered nurse and now you're an actress. Yeah. Different yeah. career change? <laughs> Well, look, honestly, I think both of the careers interested me because I really like connecting with other people and creating relationships and understanding other people's stories. And both of those careers, are, that's their essentially their major goal. So, but yeah, I had to do nursing first. Well, I say had to. I wanted to do it, but my parents strongly suggested I should to have a backup for acting. Wow. And um yeah, so I did it and then straight away I was very lucky to get into acting school. So I worked as a nurse through acting school and then I worked as a nurse until I got home and away. Wow. And you're still there yeah. now, absolutely killing it. And more recently, you opened up about your personal battle with having endometriosis. Now, you were 20 when you underwent your very first laparoscopy uh, surgery. Tell us about your end journey. Well, it feels like it's been a really long one, actually. <laughs> but I suppose it hasn't in comparison. At 20, I started getting really bad pain and discomfort. And I felt like my hormones were going a bit funny. My skin started to get worse. I started getting my periods regularly. And really painfully before that, I did a lot of exercise and actually didn't have a period for a long time. So it could have been a longer journey for me. I just didn't have a period for a long time. And so I didn't notice the symptoms maybe. But I went to uh, my first gynecologist appointment and 
as a young, I suppose as a young nurse medicine-y thinking person, when she said, look, let's just do a laparoscopy, see what's going on, I just sort of without fail just went, yep, all right, let's do it. Mm. And it just sort of opened up like this cascade of Quite literally. events. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. So I came out, found out that I had endometriosis, but that surgery, she cleared a lot of it out. I had a marina put in and I was actually pretty sweet for a few years there mm. um, because the marina worked really well. That's good because some people it doesn't work. Everyone's got yeah. a different story with the, the marina or whatever treatment you get given. Everyone, yeah, everyone, there's pros and cons everywhere. Mm. But for that time, I was a huge advocate for the marina and just went, it's working for me. Everyone get it. It's phenomenal. You don't get your period, mm. which was true <laughs> at the time. But I think as I got older, my hormones changed. My condition got worse, maybe. So I started bleeding through my marina. It started getting painful again. I then actually got a had a big cyst rupture oh, no. on one of my ovaries. So I that's when I had my second surgery. Mm. And that was two and a bit years ago Mm. um so they did another set of clearing out um and then I really just haven't been right since I I haven't been able to control my hormones properly I haven't been able to control my pain at all and it's just sort of gotten worse and worse Mm. and then I had my third lap December last year after I crawled into my gynecologist's office and just started crying on the floor yeah so here we are (laughs) Three surgeries in such a short period of time in six years. So it's basically every second year you're going in for a checkup and they're seeing all of this endo in your body again. And you've got, you had quite a substantial amount taken out from the last surgery, uh, including, you know, it was on your uterus and in your belly and like it was everywhere. Yeah, I had a, and I had a lot of bowel endo as well, which I didn't know about. Oh, and yeah, I had, that's not a fun one, is it? I've got that oh, too. The worst. <laughs> it's really not fun. Those stabbing pains oh, are just, yes. I can definitely do without. Describe the pain. People ask me and I'm like, well, it feels like someone's stabbing you. But I have never experienced being physically stabbed. But I imagine that that's probably the closest thing to it. I I find it really interesting I did through endo awareness month I'm on an endo like chat group I guess on Facebook a support group and I asked a group of women to describe their pain and I put one up every day and there was a lot of I feel like I'm being stabbed I feel like things are burning I feel like someone's twisting something I feel like someone's squeezing something in my organs um for me I I describe my pain as and are slightly graphic, I know, but I feel like I'm having a baseball bat that's covered in nails, shoved up my vagina and twisting slowly. I can relate. Yep. Like it feels like the sh- I get the sharp stabbing, ripping pain, but I also get that uncontrollable dull ache that goes down my legs, through my back, my hips. Mm. Sometimes I want to rip my legs out of my hip joints because they're so sore or like use a steak knife to cut through my ITVs because... They feel like they're so tight that I can't release them. So, yeah, that's how I would say my pain is. <laughs> I'm feeling you, girl. Like, I get it. You'd have these moments when you are on the job, when you are filming Home and Away. Has that happened to you really extremely? And you've, you know, you've something like you've been rushed off to the hospital or anything? Or what's happened on, on set? Well, when, I, when my cyst ruptured, I actually was going into a rehearsal. I felt the pain. I've had a couple of cyst ruptures. Um, but they've always happened for me at home. And this one, I sort of just said, ooh, I'm a bit sore. And normally the pain comes on like you get a dull ache, it surges really, really quickly, and then 
it goes away really slowly. So I got into rehearsal. I was standing up when it happened. And I went, oh, and I remember just going, oh, that's a bit sore. But then I walked into rehearsal and sat down and sort of as rehearsal went, I started getting sore and sore. Mm. And by the time I stood up out of rehearsal, which was, it would have been a half hour, 45 minutes, um, I couldn't stand up straight. And one of the girls from work um, drove me home and she came and got me and she was like, you all right? And I went, Donna, don't panic. But you might have to drive me directly to hospital. Mm. I'm just going to make a couple of phone calls and see what the best option is. So she ended up driving me straight to the doctor to get me to hospital. So I felt very sorry for her, the poor thing. She, I was like, look, if I vomit or faint, don't panic. Just, just keep driving. I'll try and avoid getting it in the car. So that was one. And I've had a couple of really bad pains at work. When it started getting really bad and I wasn't sure how to manage it, like, you know, in between takes, I'm... I'm crouched down mm. or in between takes I've got I, I always have a hot water bottle on set yeah. essentially now just in case um, I've got a hot water bottle there's been a couple of Ziggy's a mechanic so she works in a garage you know that slidey thing that um, mechanics come in and out from underneath cars oh yes yep I lie on that with a hot water bottle so I've lied on that with a hot water bottle so many times I can't count but everyone is really really lovely at work they are so understanding if I'm in pain, um, everyone respects that. If they see me with a hot water bottle, everyone's really kind. They, you know, everyone looks out for each other. So I'm really lucky to have that kind of environment to be able to work in. Because it is still such an unknown illness, the understanding in a workplace, it varies. I've heard stories where people have been fired because bosses haven't understood. And then there's others who who get it and they'll go, yep, you just do what you need to do and take the time out. And you're re- extremely lucky in your circumstance to have such an understanding team around you. Absolutely. And I really feel sorry for the women that have experienced that because on the days you have a bad pain day, there is nothing that can fix that, honestly. And and the, for those who don't understand that, it's very frustrating to sit there and they look like they look at you as if you're lying or you're exaggerating or that is infuriating. Mm. That is, and I also think about people like who are on their feet all day, like labourers, nurses, and even mothers. You know. How they get through a day when they're in pain, I just, they're heroes. What's your piece of advice for someone who goes through the daily pain? You mentioned the, having the hot water bottle with you. Do you have any other tips? Yeah, I carry like a, a medication kit. So I have Panadol Nurofen. I've got my stronger painkillers. I've got magnesium as well as a muscle relaxant because I get a lot of muscle tension. Yep. Um, and I also carry... Um, it's like a, a hard ball that you get in exercise kits that you sit on and roll around on the hard muscle, on like stiff muscles or your hips or your glutes or anything like that to release the muscle tension. I carry that with me everywhere because that gives me a lot of relief and I have a hot water bottle everywhere. I have one of my boyfriends at my house, at work, in my car, just in case. I also avoid a few foods that I find trigger me, like I avoid eating gluten and dairy and I avoid actually alcohol gets me. So if I know I'm coming up to a period or having a bad pain thing or whatever, I avoid alcohol because it just, you don't need to encourage any more pain that's already going on. <laughs> now you mentioned your boyfriend, there's a hot water bottle at his house. Um, he actually works with you on the show. It's Patrick O'Connor. And I found that when I, because when I first started dating my now husband, um, that mm. was when I first fell extremely ill with endo and being in a new relationship and trying to explain quite a private, personal thing to a guy, you know, you're still getting to know. 
that's quite an interesting experience, isn't it? Yeah, I felt actually really awful having to do that because I'd had things pretty under control and then we started dating and then things started happening. Mm. So it was sort of like, it was sort of a, it was something that was happening and he was like, I don't understand. I've never seen you in this much pain before. You know, we've been mates for a long time or we work together and I've never seen this in you. Like what's changed, what's going on? And I, I wish that I could have explained why. And he, he didn't understand that there was no ability to fix it. But once we got over that sort of stuff and he did, he actually went and researched heaps about it and it was so heartwarming to see he was really, really good. And now he's all over it. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows what, you know, what treatments I'm trying, what they're meant to be doing, what they are doing. He's all over it. He's the champion. That's a sign of a keeper. <laughs> Absolutely. If they're going to put up with stuff like that and they're doing the research, they're doing the hard yards, keep him. Definitely. Totally. Now I've got a couple of questions that we're going to be asking everyone. I would love to know, Sophie, what would you like to see changed within the endometriosis community? Obviously, this is really hard to change, but I feel like because we have no cure, we have no um, quick way to diagnose, everyone is affected differently. There's a lot of really heartbroken, downtrodden people. Mm. And I really would love to be able to see some more, maybe some more positivity and some more I want to say hope. I know that sounds bizarre, but I find if I put myself in a negative headspace, everything becomes a lot harder. Mm. Whereas if I think if we instilled a little bit more positivity in it and a little bit more understanding that everyone's journey is different and everyone's uh, diagnosis and treatment is going to be different, then maybe it might make it a little bit easier. More of a support network and also an understanding from everyone that not every case is the same. We're all different. Absolutely, yeah. What about when it comes to self-care, especially on a day where you are just feeling crap and like nothing good is going to come of it? Any tips? Stretching. I've looked up some yoga stretches that are uh, based on hip opening exercises and for your hamstrings. So if I'm in a really bad pain state, I try and move around when I get up and stretch out. And then having the hot water bottle and taking magnesium. The magnesium you seem to be mentioning a lot, which I know is extremely good for muscles and helping with the cramping. So I highly recommend that. Yeah. If you could pass on any advice to younger people listening right now, those girls in their teens who may be listening to this on the sly because they're a bit nervous about having that conversation with an adult, what would your piece of advice be? If you don't be nervous about having this conversation with an adult, because I guarantee you, Every female that is around you has and will have a period, will have to do something, will have something to do with their gynecological issues that they are happy to talk about. Like all women have a vagina and a uterus. Not all women have endometriosis, but it's not a taboo subject to talk about that, even though it feels that way. I I understand that feeling. I was nervous to talk about my periods and my pain with my mum, even though I was 20 but it's not something that you need to hide. And the sooner you talk about it, the sooner you'll get help. And don't be afraid, even if maybe you don't necessarily want to talk about it, but go and look up, go and talk to your GP, go and talk to them to maybe get you a gynecologist as soon as possible, because the sooner that you start implementing changes that will help you, your quality of life will improve beyond reasonable doubt. It is unbelievable 
how much better you can feel if you are brave enough to speak up. Sophie Dillman, wise words there. Thank you so much for your time sharing your endo journey with us. And thank you as well for being so open and honest about it. Because as you mentioned, talking about your vaginas and taboo topics and when you were (laughs) on the front line, you know, you're there every night on Channel 7 on Home and Away. um, That can be quite an embarrassing thing to just let all out. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being so open. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. She is such a beautiful soul inside and out. That is the amazing Sophie Dillman. You can check her out playing Ziggy Estoni on Channel 7's Home and Away weeknights from 7. Thanks so much for tuning in to Living with Endo, the A to Z of endometriosis. Our next episode will feature one of the amazing Endometriosis Australia ambassadors. Don't forget, you can check out their website at any time. Make a donation. Get all the info you need, endometriosisaustralia.org. Thanks for listening and stay safe. We'll hear from you soon.